Join host Pastor Adama and Zama Segbiji from the 8th and 9th of August for Covenant 2018 with guest speakers Pastors Taiwo and Namti Adukoya of the Fountain of Life Church International, Nigeria. Venue is Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Time is 7 p.m. each night. Register free today at 01293-885-000 or online at solutionchapel.org for Covenant 2018, August 8th and 9th. Come and have a life transforming encounter with the covenant keeping God. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. When you look at your friends, when you look at your colleagues, when you look at people you started with, you say, when you start comparing your life with them, you say, after all, I'm okay. So I can just rest here. But God said, no. That's not where I want you to be. God says, no, rise up. Somebody say, I'm rising up. Oh, somebody say, I'm rising up. It doesn't matter where you are now. You are rising up. Your future will be better than this. Your future will be greater than this. Greater things are in store for our solution. I decree it over you in the name of Jesus. Alright, are you ready for the word? Okay, if you are, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. Deuteronomy for your information is in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy is in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. I read, it says, rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given into thine hand Sihon, or Sihon, the Amorite, king of Hezbon, and his land, begin to possess it, and contend with him in battle. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm preaching this morning on the message I have titled, Rise Up, Pass Over, and Possess the Land. Rise Up, Pass Over, and Possess the Land. The Christian walk is a walk of advancement. God in time memorial has always wanted us to advance and to take territories for the kingdom of God. And for that to happen, we have to first understand who we are in Christ Jesus. Because if you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, then you will not know what Jesus did for you on the cross 2,000 years ago. That's why when Jesus went to the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. What has finished? He made sure he took care of all your toils, all your challenges, so that you can have the ability now to be able to possess whatsoever he has in store for you. 
So therefore, it's important for us to have this mindset, this mentality of always advancing the kingdom of God. The mindset of always advancing what? The kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is a moving kingdom. It's an ever-increasing kingdom. That's why the first day you gave your life to Christ, up until now, if you observe, you have grown, you have advanced, you have matured. So the kingdom of God is an ever-increasing kingdom. Say amen to that. Amen. I said the kingdom of God is an ever-increasing kingdom. Say a good amen to that. So the scripture we read in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24, I want you to understand the background of this scripture. The background briefly has to do with when the children of God have now come out of captivity. They have come out of Egypt into their promised land. And on their way onto their promised land, there were certain countries, there were certain cities they have to go through. There were certain uh, 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 places or lands they have to walk through. And I want you to understand that whatever God has in store for you now, somebody is already occupying it. Yes. You need to understand that. But the fact that somebody is already occupying it does not mean that that thing is not for you. It is yours, but you have to understand what Jesus did for you so that you can partake of what he has done for you. So on their way onto their promised land, there were still battles. Isn't it interesting? Most of the time, when we become Christians, we think that all our fights are ended. But no, on your journey, on your way to significance, there are still battles you have to conquer. Are you following me? So on their way, there were battles they have to still conquer. And I want you to understand something very important. There is this king that they have to go through his land. The Bible says that he said unto them, rise up, take up your journey. Why was God encouraging them to rise up? Most of the time, when God gives us a vision or tells us to go and do something, the task is so huge, sometimes it discourages us. Assuming God tells us as a ministry, a time is coming where five million people will be gathering in this ministry. Now, that's a huge vision. That's a huge and a significant task. And sometimes when you think about it, about the magnitude of the calling or the magnitude of the vision, if you're not careful, you will be discouraged. Are you following me? Sometimes in the year, you decide to achieve something. And when you think about the magnitude of what God is calling you onto, if you are not careful, you will be discouraged. So at this point, God is bringing his people into their possession, into their promised land, but they have gotten to a point where they have now, uh, they have decided to tabernacle. They have decided to just stay put. Because if you remember very carefully, on the wilderness, they started complaining. They said, Moses, why have you brought us into this place? Is it because there are no graves in Egypt? That's why you have brought us to this wilderness. Sometimes if you are not careful, you will think that bondage is more important than freedom. 
Sometimes if you are not careful, you will think that being in prison is better than working in prosperity. But I've come to declare to someone today, you will rise up. The God of heaven, he will strengthen you. He will give you the grace to rise up. You know, so, so they had tabernacle. They have, they have just stayed there going nowhere. But that's not where God showed them. Sometimes God shows you a particular place where he wants to take you. But on your journey, you get weak. You get tired. You look at what you have achieved. You say, after all, I, I haven't done bad. After all, I have done very well. When you look at your friends, when you look at your colleagues, when you look at people you started with, you say, when you start comparing your life with them, you say, after all, I'm okay. So I can just rest here. But God said, no. That's not where I want you to be. God says, no, rise up. Somebody say, I'm rising up. Oh, somebody say, I'm rising up. It doesn't matter where you are now. You are rising up. Your future will be better than this. Your future will be greater than this. Greater things are in store for our solution. I decree it over you in the name of Jesus. So when you look at Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 3, God said to them that you have come past around this mountain for far too long. In other words, you have dwelt here for far too long. Do you remember when Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the Mount of Transfiguration? Do you remember that? After they saw the miracles and they saw the arts and they saw everything, they said, Jesus, let's just stay here. Let's just build three tabernacles and let's abide here. I've come to announce to someone, God has shown you his arts. He has shown you breakthroughs. He has shown you miracles. It's not time to abide yet. It's not time to pitch your tent yet. It's not time to tabernacle yet. There are greater things in store ahead of you. I said there are greater things in store ahead of you. Yes, by now maybe God has blessed you with a house or two houses or three houses and you think, oh, I've done so well. No, I've come to announce to you, there is more ahead. There is more land to conquer. Solution, there are more souls out there to reach out onto. Vision rescue, the perishing is an act of God. It's a command of God. It's a demand of God. It's a commission from God for each and every one of us to engage. And everyone that engages in this commission, God will crown you by the end of this month. Before you come to covenant 2018, you will come with a testimony. You are coming with a significant testimony. Let me hear a good amen this morning. In the name of Jesus. So God said to them, you have come past around this mountain far enough, long enough. He said, turn northward. In other words, there is more up there. In other words, there is more to conquer. In other words, you cannot say you have reached a point where you have had enough. There is still more for us to go for. Hallelujah. So Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 24. The Bible said, it said unto them, rise up, take your journey. Yes, the journey might be far. You want that degree, that PhD, it might look far. But rise up, take the journey. Amen. You want to be a millionaire this year, you might think, how am I going to get there? Rise up, take
take the journey. Start with the first saving. Start with the first investment. Rise up and take the journey. Are you following what I'm saying? You need to take that journey. Don't allow that journey to put fear in you. Fear is abolished this morning. I see significant men and women in this church. I see men and women that are going to shake this world for Jesus. How are we going to do that? We are going to rise up and we are going to take our journey. The journey might look too far, but we will rise up and we will take this journey. The journey of reaching five million for Jesus might look too far, but we are going to rise up and we are going to take this journey. I said we are going to take this journey. God will give you grace to go on this journey. I pray that God will give you the grace to go on this journey. I said God will give you the grace, the stamina, the strength to go on this journey. God will give you the stamina to go on this journey. Any weakness in you is removed now. Any weakness in you is removed now. I speak the strength of God upon you in the name of Jesus. So God said to them, rise up. Take your journey. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. I don't know where you find yourself, but I've come to prophesy to you, rise up. You might be down today, but I've come to prophesy to you, rise up. You might be falling, but I've come to prophesy to you, rise up. Rise up. Oh, my soul, rise up. Do not be cast down, rise up. It doesn't matter how far you are falling, I have come to declare to you, rise up. And I see you rising up again. The Bible says that the righteous fall at seven times, but he will rise again. He will rise again. Solution will rise again. Our glory will rise again. Our glory will shine again. We will not be in obscurity. We will rise again. Everywhere you go in this world, you will see men and women from Solution that are bank managers, that are house owners, that own airlines, that own significant businesses, that are controlling economies. I see it happening. I prophesy it to you this morning that it shall happen in the name of Jesus. That's what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. It says, Arise! And shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Somebody say I'll rise again. Somebody say I'll rise again. Somebody say I'll rise again. So Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. He said arise, shine for the light is come and the glory of the Lord. Listen, not the glory of man. Not the glory of England. Not the glory of UK. Not the glory of Europe. Not the glory of Asia. Not the glory of America. The glory of the Lord. The Shekinah glory of the Lord. It says rise up. Arise shine. For thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Say a good amen. amen. The glory of the Lord will rise upon your children. The glory of the Lord will rise upon this church. 
when the enemy comes looking for us, the enemy will not see us. The enemy will see the glory. I said the enemy will see nothing else but the glory. The miracles, the testimonies, the signs, and the oneness that God is going to give us is going to be by his glory. It's going to be by his glory. I said it's going to be by his glory. So the Bible says that arise sign for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 60. Verse 2. It says for behold the darkness shall cover the earth. Do we see that happening? There is gross darkness over the earth. It says and gross darkness over the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. Say a good amen to that. The Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon you. Say a good amen. Amen. The glory of the Lord will be seen upon you from today. And look at what happened when the glory of God is seen upon you. Verse 3 of Isaiah chapter 60. It says, and the Gentiles will come to thy light. And the keys to the brightness of your rising. Say a good amen. Say with me, I am rising. Say I am rising. I am rising. Because the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. This week, your enemies will see the glory. I said this week your enemies will see the glory. They will see the glory of the Lord risen upon you. They will see the glory of the Lord risen upon this church. They will see the glory of the Lord risen upon our marriages. They will see the glory of the Lord risen upon everything we do. In the name of Jesus. I am preaching better than your amen this morning. I am preaching than your your amen this morning. I want a good amen this morning. The louder your amen, the quicker your victory. The louder your amen, the quicker your testimony. The louder your amen, the quicker your breakthrough. Because this morning I hear a sound in the house. I hear a sound of an abundance of blessing. I hear a sound of an abundance of promotion. I hear the sound of an abundance of breakthrough. I hear the sound of an abundance of increase. I hear a sound in this house this morning. And nothing can stop our sound in the name of Jesus. So Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24 says, Rise up, take your journey, pass over the river Anon. I love this. There is something God has for you, but you have to, number one, rise up. You have to, number two, take your journey. And number three, you have to pass over the river Anon. The river Anon is a very interesting river. Its behavior is a rushing river. It's a river that rushes. The purpose of the rushing is to intimidate you. When you see a little dog rush on you, its purpose is to intimidate you. Are you following what I'm saying? 
anything that rushes on you is to intimidate you. It's as a matter of fact, that thing is scared of you. So the river Arnon behaves in an intimidating manner. It rushes on God's people. The reason being there is something on the other side. And the only way they can have access to what's on the other side is to go over this fear, this intimidator. I don't know what is intimidating you. It might be death. It might be sicknesses. It might be a court case that is intimidating you. It might be the doctor's report. They stand for the river Anon. They are rushing. They are an intimidator. But I've come to announce to every intimidator this morning. They are, today is their last day. I said today is their last day. I said today is their last day. Sometimes the banks can intimidate you. You bought a house on mortgage. You've paid for, for you've paid everything very well. It's for 25 years. And on the 24th year, you have only one more year to finish paying off your house. And you miss a couple of payments or three payments. The banks will say we are coming to repossess the property. Intimidation. When they send you a letter, you become intimidated. Sometimes that's why you are scared to open some letters. Because you know this is an intimidating letter. The moment, I know most of you, when you see the letter, you, you, you just look. You don't open it. You just look at it. You, you do that. You do that to check where is it coming from first. And some letters, you know where it's coming from. The moment you see the, the, the envelope, you know this is an intimidating letter. That's how the river Arnon behaves. It's an intimidator. Intimidating God's people. Doesn't want you to cross over. Doesn't want you to take what belongs to you. Doesn't want you to go to the other side. But I've come to announce to someone this morning, you are going on to the other side. I've come to announce to someone this morning, you will pass over. Let me hear a good amen. You will pass over. Amen. I said you will pass over the river Anon. Say a good amen. amen. You will pass over. Amen. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can hold you back. You will pass over. Amen. Goliath was an intimidator. Goliath stood intimidating God's children for 40 days. Telling them, if you are strong, come and fight me. There are sometimes Goliath issues, Goliath problems intimidating you. Sometimes sickness can be an intimidator. There's a particular sickness you have been fighting with for years. Every time you go to the doctor believing for a good report, all you hear is bad report. Goliath is intimidating you. That sickness is intimidating you. But I love something that God did. The Bible says that and Jesse, the father of David, gave David food to go and give to his brothers. And just at the point he got to the battlefield, Goliath showed forth again, intimidating God's people. I don't know which Goliath has been intimidating you. Maybe it might be in the area of settlement. Maybe you are ready in the area of getting married. 
Your singleness is intimidating you. But I've come to announce to someone, enough is enough. Amen. I said enough is enough. Amen. Every intimidator is coming down today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So what a coincidence. What a divine coincidence. David showed up on the battlefield and here is Goliath shouting down on God's people again. Telling them, if any of you can fight me, come, let's fight. And when David heard him, David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine defying the armies of God? You cannot make that statement if you have not had an encounter with God. Unfortunately, there are many unbelieving believers in the church. Many Christians are working in carnality. They don't understand how the devil operates. Today I'm going to open your eyes to how the enemy operates so that you can understand that we are not in a carnal warfare. Are you following what I'm saying? David asked, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Everything that intimidates you is uncircumcised. Now, circumcision is the covenant between us and God. Oh, I love that. When you are circumcised, it means that every time you show up, God shows up with you. So when David showed up on the battlefield, he didn't show up alone. Even though he was a just 17-year-old boy, young boy, he showed up with God. He knew who was on his side. He knew who was with him. And David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I'm going to cut off your head and I'll feed your flesh to the birds of the air. And when the battle line was drawn, Goliath started coming and David said, you come to me with sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it and they are saved. Hallelujah. 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 We have a name. I said we have a name and that name is Jesus. And at the mentioning of the name Jesus, the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. I come against you in the name of the Lord. And you know what happened? He took five smooth stones standing for Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. And he didn't have to use all five. Goliath came fully loaded, armed. And the Bible says that David took the stone and the sling. And when he threw it, guess where it went? It went straight into Goliath's forehead. And the Bible says that Goliath fell face down. I want you to put that at the back of your head. Goliath fell how? Face down. Every intimidator will fall before you face down. I said every intimidator will fall before you face down. Say a good amen this morning. Goliath fell fell face down because David came against him in the name of the Lord. 
Face down means at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall do what? Shall bow. They shall bow face down. Many of you don't have what you, don't know what you have. You've got power. You have the power of the almighty inside of you. So Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. It says rise up. Take up your journey and pass over the river Anon. Pass over this intimidator. As a matter of fact, God will use them as stepping stone to your next level. It says behold. Listen to what God is saying. God said behold. I have given into thy hands Sihon the Amorite, the king of Hezbon, and his land. Now, the interesting about Sihon is that when the children of Israel were passing onto their promised land, they asked Sihon, can we pass through your land safely and quietly? And Sihon said, no. He said, no, I will not let you pass. And the Bible says that there was a battle and the children of God, because God was with them, the children of God beat Sihon with the back of their sword. They destroyed Sihon completely because, you say, let me tell you this. That's why you have to understand that your Christian walk is not, it's not a walk of bed of roses. You always have challenges in front of you. But sadly enough, many people, a little challenge, they backslide. They say, oh, this is not what I bargained for. You have challenges ahead of you. If I tell you now that you have no challenges, I'm lying to you. Because the kingdom of God, the Bible says, we have to press in to possess it. It's an ever-advancing kingdom. So they went ahead. God said, behold, I have given into thy hand. Sihon the Amorite, the king of Heshbon, and his land. And his land. Sometimes people pitch their flags on your land. It's your territory, but they pitch their flag on it. Listen to me, church. As long as we are in the church, shouting, screaming, praising God, and doing all of that, the devil don't care. The devil cares when we begin to possess lands. He cares when we begin to possess our possessions. He cares when we begin to own our lives. God said, I've given Sihon, the Amorite king of Hezbon, and his land into your hands. But even though I have given it to you, you have a part to play. God said, even though I have given it to you, your responsibility is now begin to possess what I have given to you. Many Christians are there folding their hands and say, God's time is the best. God's time is the best. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. You don't understand this kingdom. Oh. If God, if God, if God wants me to marry, I'll marry. Really? You decay. <laughs> it's like believing God for a job and you stay in your house and you pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, give me a job. In the name of Jesus, give me a job. Yes, thank God you've prayed. And then you stay in your room 
and said, the manager of that company you are believing God to work, he will come and knock on your door. <laughs> you will decay. You will decay. <laughs> After you are praying, you need to write a CV. You need to look for places where they are employing, recruiting. And you need to go and submit your CV. Always there, God's time is there. Oh, you know, God's time is there. Do you know when God's time was? Jesus wept over Israel. He said, for your time of visitation came and you knew it not. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't just be there and do nothing. He said, I have given the land to you, but now your responsibility is to begin to possess it. Begin to what? Possess. It doesn't matter how long it will take. What do you do? Just begin. Begin to do what? To possess it. He said, begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. Now, how come God said, I have given you the land, and God is saying, begin to possess it and contend with Sihon in battle? If God has given it, why do I still have to fight over it? If God has given it to me, why, why do I have to still, you know, fight and fast and pray? This is where many believers miss it. We say, oh, grace, grace. God's grace abounds to all. The propagator of grace the one who revealed grace was in detail. Paul the apostle. He said, Deuteronomy, no, second, put it, put it. The second Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Second Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Let me show you something this way. Are you getting something out of yes. this? Are you getting something out of this? Yes. Second Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. He said, even though I'm the least of all the apostles, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, yet not I, but the grace of God which is at work in me. But I labor more. I labor how? More than, the, than you all. Now, how can he be talking about grace and still say, I labor more? The fact that you have grace doesn't mean you should not labor more. Are you following what I'm saying? Is it 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10? 1 Corinthians 15 10. It said even though but by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace which bestowed upon me was not in vain but I labored more abundantly than they all yet not I but the grace of God which is at work with me which, which, which was with me so he's got grace but he still labors more abundantly the fact that we have grace doesn't mean we should not labor are you following what I'm saying? The fact that God has given you the land does not mean you should not contend with Sihon in battle. That's where many of us miss it. That's why many Christian marriages are on the rocks. Why? Because you dress nicely, you put on the nice makeups, you got this man. I saw on the news not long ago 
of a man who, I don't know how, you know, sometimes I see these headlines, I don't read further. I just read the headline and I can understand what they're trying to say. The man married the woman. When they went to honeymoon, he said, no more, I'm divorced. They won. He divorced the woman, they won. Because when he saw her, she had made, they put two pictures, one before <laughs> and the other one after. <laughs> before and after. This is just one day apart. When the guy saw this lady, every time he sees the lady, my goodness, makeup, her hair is nice, the hairline there, what's this one? Eye, eyebrows is line, thin line, C line, everything. The lipstick is sharp. But after honeymoon day one, there was no makeup. The guys said, no, this is not what I saw. <laughs> I don't want this anymore. Yeah, many, many Christian marriages are on the rocks because before you marry the brother, you were dressing up, sister. Your dress was sharp. You were sharp. Your perfume was sharp. Your shoe was size eight inches high. Eight inches high. But the day you removed the shoe, the man saw you are very short. He said, ah. I don't like short women. I thought you were tall. Listen, when you win a title belt, you have to fight to maintain it. You have to defend it. The fact that you are now married doesn't mean you don't have to dress nice. In the house, you walk anyhow. I know many of us, you know, we come with, you know, the theme. <laughs> we call it Ebu Beisi. Is that how you call it? Ebu base. What's Ebu base? Whatever you call it. You know the wig. You know the wig. You know, sometimes when it's hot, when you get to the house, you want to take it off. <laughs> but what is underneath it, we don't want to see it. <laughs> you know? So, so you have to endure. You have to endure the heat outside and inside. Both everywhere, you know. The man doesn't want you to look good for people outside. And when we are inside, now you take off everything. And, you know, it's like the jungle forest. No. Keep it on. I said, keep it on. In the house, outside the house, you have to keep it on. In the bed, everywhere, on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So don't take, don't take the man for granted. Don't take the men for granted at all. And men, the same applies to you. You used to shave nice. You used to go to the, to the, to the barbers every, every two weeks. But after you married a woman, now you don't shave anymore. Come on. What you need to understand is very important. Always ask yourself, how did I find this woman? Or how did I find this man? Because whether you like it or not, what people see, they are attracted to. That's why first impression counts. You can't be going to an interview and dress anyhow. 
and say, I have the qualifications. Do you know that most interview people who are giving jobs, they are not giving jobs based on their CV, but based on their looks. Five seconds, a decision is made. Once you walk into the interview room, your confidence shows in five seconds a decision is made. When I see a Christian, I can, dis, I can easily determine how long they are going to stay in the faithful. Easily. Easily. Because your life can be determined within five seconds. That's why your appearance is important. Even as a church, our presentation is important. We can't be inconsistent in our presentation. What we present to the world has to be consistent because whether you like it or not, people are attracted to nice things. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why I can't dress anyhow and come and stand here. Sometimes I'm wearing these suits and I'm sweating, but I have to, you know, maintain my composure and still sweat in it. Praise God. You think if I, I like, I just wear a t-shirt and come and just stand and preach and go. But I have to present something to the world. Very important. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so where were we now? How did we get there? How did we get there now? Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. Well, I have, I'm still on my introductory verse. This is loaded. So God said, I have given Sihon the Amorite, the king of Hezbron, into your hand, but begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. Very important. This is very important. We have to always have a conquering mentality because your conquering mentality helps you to take possession of the land. Hallelujah. Quickly, question we want to ask is, how do we possess our possession? How do we possess this land that has been given to us? If I am going to possess this land that God has given to me, how do I possess it? To possess our possessions, we need to understand who we are contending against in battle. Because God said to the children of Israel, you need to know that I've given you Sihon the Amorite, the king of Hezbon, and his land. Now you need to begin to possess it and you need to contend with him in battle. Many of us are scared of battles, but some battles are good for your next level. Like I said, between the palace and you, there is a Goliath. There is a river Anon. That is trying to intimidate your destiny. So how do we fight against this enemy? Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 23. Oh my goodness, this message is so powerful. Are you enjoying this message? Yes. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 23. I read. Now this is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. Follow what Jesus is saying. Jesus said... When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. So let's relate this strong man to Sihon or Sihon. 
Jesus said, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are what in peace. So look at something very important. Even though he is a strong man, he does not underestimate his strength. He is a strong man and still armed. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't underestimate the enemy. The devil is fully armed. The strong man is very armed. He has the necessary equipment to diffuse your power. So Jesus said, when a strong man um, keepeth his palace, his goods are in, in peace. Now his palace there represents his territory. His palace represents the land which belongs to you. So if you are going to possess the goods which are in the palace, remember the goods belongs to you. The goods are your possession. But where are the goods? The goods are in the palace of the armed strong man. The goods are in the palace of the armed strong man. So verse 22 of Luke chapter 11, the Bible says that, but when a stronger than he shall come upon him, a stronger than who? A stronger than the strong man. So if I'm going to defeat the strong man, I have to be stronger than the strong man. Are you getting the picture Jesus is painting? If we are going to take over the world, we have to be stronger than the world. We can't be weak. We can't be lukewarm. If we are going to possess our possessions, then we have to be what? Stronger. So Jesus says, but when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor. Look at the first thing he takes. He takes his armor. His armor is his protection. When you are going to take what belongs to you, you have to first take what the enemy is using to protect himself. You first go for the armor. But many times, many Christians go for the goods. And so the devil still has the armor and uses the armor to defeat them. Oh, this is so deep. This is why many are losing battles. Many are getting defeated. Because they are, they are, they are rejoicing. Oh, I have gone to the strong man's house. I have destroyed him. I have destabilized him. I've taken everything that belongs to me back. Have you noticed that sometimes you take possession of what belongs to you and then in a matter of time you lose it again? Why did you lose it? Because you left the strong man with his armor. So if you left him with his armor, he's going to use the armor to come back and take what you have taken. So you are going through this cycle of you go back and take what's for you from the devil and he comes back to take it. You go and take it, he comes back to take it. You go and take it, he comes back to take it because you've left him with his armor. It's like healing. You take your healing today, tomorrow you go back. Tomorrow that sickness comes back. 
Why? Because you have taken your healing, but you have left the devil with the amos. But Jesus says, but when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all, not some, all his armor wherein he trusted. And then after that, he divideth the spoil, his spoils. Go for the armors first. Take down the strong man. Go for the armor before you go for your spoils. And then verse 23 is key. Verse 23 is very important. Verse 23, Jesus said, He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Question, are you in the church as a gatherer or a scatterer? You're not answering? Are you a gatherer? How many have you gathered unto the Lord this year? We have started vision, rescue the perishing. But many of us will walk past those who are perishing without reaching out for them. Listen, this battle that we are in is a spiritual warfare. We need to be wise. We need to understand who we are fighting with. We need to understand his seahorn. Finally, as we close, let me show you a case studies and let's see how everything I've said plays out in this. Are you ready for this? Your life will never be the same after today. I say your life will never be the same after today. A classical case studies of what I'm teaching is from Joshua chapter 6 from verse 1 to 6. Joshua chapter 6 from verse 1 to 6. Now, a quick background of this scripture has to do with, remember the children of God coming out of Egypt. The first city they conquered was Jericho. That was the first city they conquered. Now, now let's look at how they conquered this city. It's very important. Jericho is a place of pleasantness, but not fruitful. Jericho is a place where everything looks nice. Everything is in place. It's a pleasant place, but there is no fruitfulness. Are you following what I'm saying? So in Joshua chapter 6 from verse 1 to 5, I read. It says, now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Oh, wow. Now, look at this carefully. Jericho was housed tightly shut up, not because of anyone, but because of the children of God. There are some things that God has for you in Jericho, and the enemy has shut up Jericho because he doesn't want you to have access to what is in Jericho for you. It says Jericho was tightly shut up. None could go out and none could come in because of the children 
of Israel. That's why I said that, I mean, as for us shouting and dancing in the church, the devil is okay with it. He wants to keep us happy. Very soon when we buy the stadium, very soon when we start buying the businesses, very soon when we start owning bands, you see how the devil will roll. Even look, when we come to church, they are targeting us and ticketing our cars because the devil doesn't want anything to grow. This is a nation that doesn't like anything to expand or to grow, to grow. Anything that grows, they want to cut it down. They want to cut your mindset down to small thinking. That's why every time you think about buying a car, the first thing you say is, I want to buy a small car. Every time you think about a house, I want to have a small house. Every time you think about a job, I want to have a small job. Every time you think about promotion, let me just have a small promotion. It's okay, just small. The small mentality is destroyed today. Amen. I said it's destroyed today. Amen. From today, you'll be thinking big. Big. You'll be thinking big, big mindset. That's why I'm never satisfied no matter how big this church becomes. Because I'm believing God for more. That's why by the end of this month, you have to be a partaker of vision. Rescue the perishing. Say amen to that. Many of us will be enthroned through vision. Rescue the perishing. Many of us need to go out there, reach the lost for Jesus at all costs. So the Bible says that Jericho was straightly shocked because of the children of Israel. None could go out and none could come in. Verse 2, and the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into your hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of Valois. Remember the same thing in Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. God said, See, I have given you Sihon. I have given you the land. I have given you the king. Now, if you look at how God operates, you will see that God will always tell you, I have given you this thing. But even though I have given it to you, it's now your responsibility to go and possess it. Let me say something. Somebody is sitting on a promotion. <laughs> Somebody is, is squatting on your property now as I'm talking. You have to evict them. You have to remove them. That's right. And take back what belongs to you. Somebody is sitting on your joy now as I'm talking. And say, as for this one, we will never let him or her be happy sitting on your joy. It shall not be so. God says, see, I have given into your hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of Valor. Verse 3, and you shall compass, this is how we are going to take the land. He said, you shall compass the city all ye men of war, go round about the city once, thus thou shalt do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horn, and the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet, verse 5, and it shall come to pass that when they shall make a long blast, 
with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Hallelujah. Amen. Same strategy Jesus taught at Luke chapter 11. He said, the strong man, you have to be stronger, possess his armor, take back the spoils. Same thing is happening here. He said, you have to go about Jericho how many times? Seven times. Listen, your marriage is in Jericho. Your houses are in Jericho. Your healings are in Jericho. But the devil has tightly shut it because of you. What are you going to do? Just stay behind the wall and just, and just do nothing? No. It's time to take back what belongs to us. It's time to rise up. It's time to pass over. And it's time to possess the land. We can possess this land. I said we can possess this land. I said we can possess this land. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to pass over. And it's time for us to possess the land. In the name of Jesus. Did you receive it this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Join host Pastor Adama and Zama Segbiji from the 8th and 9th of August for Covenant 2018 with guest speakers Pastors Taiwo and Namti Adukoya of the Fountain of Life Church International, Nigeria. Venue is Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Time is 7 p.m. each night. Register free today at 01293-885-000 or online at solutionchapel.org for Covenant 2018, August 8th and 9th. Come and have a life transformation. Encounter with the covenant keeping God.